This is the uh, the customer service podcast known as Corporate Lunch. This is episode number 48. We are so close to 50, I can smell and taste it and even visualize it. It's fully formed in my brain already. I'm Noah Johnson. I'm here with Samuel Hine Productions and Rachel Seville-Tastian. We are um, collectively the GQ Style Podcast. What's the vibe? My... Um, my current aesthetic is uh, just escaped from a prison in upstate New York, been living in the woods for three months. Like, I'm working on being more disheveled, but in a, um, I guess disheveled doesn't really count if it's too deliberate, but maybe more of an embrace of the inherent dishevelment, like just the February dishevelment. Sam's not really capable of dishevelment. He's looking at me kind of confused. Yeah, if anything, I'm trying to get less disheveled. Rachel, well, I was actually being thinking, disheveled. Well, I'm actually moving in the total opposite direction. Cleaning up, your not act. personally, but um, <laughs> because it just doesn't seem physically possible. But I'm really into advanced grooming right now. I think if you can just groom in a really advanced way, you don't have to care about anything. Else. Like you don't have to care about what you're wearing. Like a tech beard? No, no, not a tech beard. I mean, like really putting all the effort and all the money into your hair, for example. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't even know how to. I wouldn't even know how to do and, that. Like maybe you also get manicures. Yeah, we have to. I need to start getting manicures more frequently. Mid the midday mani. What's it called? Yeah, the midday mani. Yeah, and, yeah. And then if you wear open-toed shoes uh, to work, you can get the midday petty. But otherwise, that's uh, harder to pull to off. To pull off, right? Um, I recently started using a night cream. Because wow. <laughs> one one appeared and uh, it feels good when you put it on after a hot shower before you go to bed. <laughs> Rachel's dying. <laughs> Never used it before, but I read a uh, friend of the pod, Chris Black, had a nice new little column on the Strategist that recommended some night creams. Um, they were a little rich for my mine. I think is more of a drugstore kind of thing. I feel like he did that just to drop that he has La Mer, <laughs> which is like the most. That's expensive. a nice one. Yeah, it's hundreds of dollars. They uh, make products that can be in the thousands of dollars. In current events um, and uh, related topics, you recently spent some time with Gunna. Yeah, and who one smelled of the, amazing. Yeah, I was going to say one of the things you called out was his scent. Oh, and he wears Byredo Mojave Ghost. Ghost. Yeah. Which I looked up. I was intrigued, and I read the notes, and I didn't. None of them were things that I recognized. In in what sense? Like, like they were just herbs that you'd never. Yeah, it wasn't before. like sandalwood and like the the three things that I know. It was just like all this other stuff. So I'm intrigued. I want to smell it. Maybe Byredo will send us a little um, Mojave ghost. Yeah, it's interesting package. though that like I, you know, I've never thought about wearing perfume in this or like a scent with the goal of getting people to ask you about it but he told me that that was the point he was like i wear this so people will ask yes he was like women always ask me like what are you wearing he called it a nose catcher which was really amazing. oh that's right yeah a nose catcher. but usually i mean there are all of these like sort of guides to how to put on scents you know like are you supposed to put them like on your you know wrist yeah, or like right. behind your ear yeah. or like you spray in, your in the hair air whatever. and walk yeah, through it exactly naked. exactly but the idea is that like it stays on you like throughout the day yeah. you know and that like it's really something that like only you and a couple of other people can smell but he wanted everyone get it to out smell there. yeah which i thought was great yeah there's different schools like i guess maybe you want some people may prefer that you can only smell it if you're like being intimate with someone <laughs> in your closest most tender moments yeah. other people it's like as soon as i walk in the room before you see my face and what I look like I want you to smell me what's your technique Noah um 
just kind of a direct, a direct spray, kind of like fully extended arm. But is that on turn on, and on point? The clothes or on no, the skin? Sh- shirtless. Turn and point, and just kind of blast just one spray, and then kind of rub it or like ru- do like a a arm a little, like a, a forearm dance. rub. Yeah, there's this a is little like how a bear would. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the shit I've been wearing sprays. It's also this thing from RTH, which we've talked about, which is like a scentless fragrance. It's so, it's like so What's it called weird again? to say. I don't, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a. It's like an oil, right? Oil, a, chemical. Yeah. It's a, it's a little vial of liquid that the scent is created by the way this thing interacts with your particular chemistry, genetic, yeah, yeah makeup. chemical makeup. But. That being said, I think the stuff actually does have a, a bit of a smell, and I couldn't describe it to you, um, but I like it. I get, put it on the clothes is good. I have a uh, I have a fabric spray, which I think is I don't know why it's different, but it's made for your clothes. It's patchouli. It's from that brand, Water. That's spelled Retall. I think that's really cool. Like earlier this week, the designer of the Triple S announced that he's launching a new sneaker line, and it's called Shoes. And then a bunch of numbers. It's like 54135 or something. Exactly. And it, uh, allegedly, it spells shoes upside, upside down. down. And I was sort of like turning my phone It's like a calculator. It's, just on a calculator. <laughs> yeah. phone, it's like boobies yeah. on the calculator. Yeah. <laughs> That's the next like advanced <laughs> lingerie line. 8008135 <laughs> or whatever. Damn. I nailed that if that was correct. Um, wait, I didn't know this. The who designed the Balenciaga Triple S? Some guy. He's the head of it, footwear from Vetmont from he's Balenciaga. Of, he's also the head of footwear at um, Clergerie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Robert Clergerie, which is a, such an interesting. I just didn't realize that. I wish I had known because those shoes are so chunky and ugly. But I was like much more in a like a little French schoolgirl kind of way. Yeah. Um, so has the shoes brand released any designs yet mm-hmm. yeah they released two what do they look like they it's kind of like a, an air max with a it's got a bubble sole yeah it's got a bubble sole with like a little kind of chain design mm-hmm. in the sole man we're um it's uh what is it it's the middle of february so what happens right now is all of the spring 2019 clothes are becoming available to buy mm-hmm. which is like an actual thing that never gets acknowledged but like for all the hype that say Virgil got around the first Vuitton collection and like the runway and the announcements and all that like now the stuff's actually out there right it's online it's like in a sense of the bigger moment it's extremely online and there really are like if you scroll through the big like Mr. Porter end clothing essence.com total kayo what else like i mean from from the desk i mean you just scroll through um, the new releases, uh, which I encourage you to do because it's a, um, an, a just an adventure every time. There are chunky chunk. What do you, they're big? Everyone has a huge sneaker, like a sneaker that looks like it weighs twelve pounds. Mm-hmm. The Triple S really changed the game, huh? Yeah, that's what actually this podcast is low key. Just about <laughs> every <the> episode. <laughs> which which ecom site do you think has the best styling? I mean, Toto has always been day. really good. Mm-hmm. Toto Kayo is amazing. Shout out Chris Green. Yeah. I think a lot of people like Essence because it's so clean and consistent. Yeah. 
especially that the way that their hands are like gently cupped against their body. Yeah, the essence uh, pose. Yeah, yeah, is really it's too much for yeah. me. I recommend standing and waiting when you're like standing and waiting for things to stand like that with your hand gently cupped by your sides. It's a really tricky thing because slightly forward by like two degrees. If you compare like two of the same piece on two e-commerce sites, you you see like, oh, this this site is like doing a lot of pinning and like hidden styling. You know, like they they change the you can change the shape of a garment if you're just shooting it still from one angle. Right. right. There's like 20 binder clips behind. The yeah. Uh, but Total Kyo to me is consistently like the most interesting, and not even just the best styling, but like not just the way the piece looks that you're interested in, which is the important thing, but also like what it's being worn with and like the model and it's like good. I look at it. I'm like, this is like a great lookbook. I'm just enjoying looking yeah. at these pictures. Well, and plus you, you're like, oh, that's how you should do this, mm-hmm. you know. And they d- they don't even. Uh, you know, normally like the goal with e with like e-commerce styling, like with net a porte, mm-hmm. like they certainly. I guess they were probably like the first to do kind of like advanced styling mm-hmm. in their e-com, but. The goal was essentially to show you, like, the piece still stands out. It's like when you watch right. Beyonce with her backup dancers, like, you're still <laughs> looking at Beyonce no matter how many backup dancers there are. Right. But on Totokayo, like, we were, when we were looking at this yesterday, like, they show these, like, Loewe shorts. I think they were Loewe shorts, yeah. which are already, like, pretty advanced. With, like, like these, a bib. Like, yeah, with a bib. But they showed them with high heel tabby boots on, on a man. guy. Yeah. yeah. Which is like, you're going to be looking at that. <laughs> but you're like, you're like, yeah, I want the whole outfit. That's exactly how to do it. Yeah. It's also kind of like hi, the high heel tabby boot, although it's a, a big trend and I support it. It's a certain dude that like want, wants to lo- be the guy that's wearing them, I guess. Not just to buy them, but to even associate another thing that you want to buy with them. If you're buying those shorts, to me, you can't necessarily separate them from the high-heeled white leather tabby boots. Right. I mean, well, it would but be hard to. That's effective e-commerce because then it's like you're buying two products where that's you just right. log on and buy one. Well, and the tabby's not really something that you can and then you can slide into an existing wardrobe. You really have to have to craft everything around it. But I mean, you flat, need to buy like ten new pairs of socks. Right. But the flat <laughs> ones, <laughs> the flat ones are, I think. No, man, you much just cooler. get scissors and you cut a little slit, and <laughs> yeah. all of your existing socks between your big toe and your second toe, whatever that one's called, your index toe, pointer toe. Yeah, the loafers, the loafers are. Those are accessible. I yeah, think. those are really low key. Gonna love to shop, huh? That seemed like that was his main. He loves smoking weed. Uh, we should talk about fashion on weed maybe at some point. Maybe that's another episode. Well, one of the things that sort of surprised me was that he had, to, which I didn't think about at the time, like when I saw these images of him, was that he was getting high at the Yoji Yamamoto show, which yeah. I feel like is like taking like a sedative before going to a yoga class you know it's like you're already there to relax that was a funny one i agree that i thought that there was something a little uh there was some cognitive dissonance there right regarding like gonna smoking a blunt at the yoji show like there's gonna at yoji that's one thing there's a blunt being smoked at yoji that's another thing right i don't know yoji might i mean yoji's like an old little wizard man mm-hmm. he probably he might smoke weed. Right, but I, I guess like it's already like such a <laughs> Does cerebral... Yoji blaze? Yeah. <laughs> I want to know what designers blaze. And I would well, in Japan it's not culturally it's not the same. But people does he live in Paris? I think so. What's weed like in Paris? Like to kind of keep it on the low. It's not like it is here, right? 
can't right. just light one up. I think it's just like oregano that gets sold to study abroad students. Ghana had a great quote about about it, and he was like, "It's weed in Paris. It's legal in Paris when I'm there." What did yeah. he say? Something about he said it was like, like legal at that show. He's like, I was there. "It's legal in some states, and it was legal in Paris on that day." Yeah, oh, that's cute. Right, but he does really love to shop. I mean, he so he told me that. I thought this was pretty great because I also do this. He said any state he goes to, he looks up like the best boutiques and the like their yeah. mall and he just goes and like splashes out. Yeah. That's a good he had a nice approach to it, which was just like he was like there was no snobbery about he was like, Yeah, I'll go to Saks, Nordstrom, Jeffries, like whatever. They sell clothes, I'll go buy clothes there. I don't yeah. I don't have like any uh like I'm not trying to find like the hippest, coolest rarest boutique in right. town i mean do you think he's pretty deliberate about what money. he's about what he's going for or do you think he gets there looks around and is like takes everything it seemed that he was pretty deliberate because it actually it kind of it weirdly reminded me of like when i was really young and my mom would talk about shopping with her friends because <laughs> my mom would be like you know oh like the country store i grew up in like you know kind of remote Delaware but she would be like the country store just got in these really nice cardigans and he was like I went to Gucci and they just got in these amazing you know cheetah print pants oh that's right and he was like there for the cheetah print pants that seems pretty deliberate I, he you go to every Gucci store and every city you go to you see all the same stuff and then when a new thing is released you notice it probably if you're paying attention he also has people who text him when new things come in. Yeah, that's important to have. Right. Sales associates, mm-hmm. just with your number. I don't have that. I'm not getting any of those text messages. I wish I would. I get emails. People don't tell me things. You just, you mean like newsletters? No, I, no. <laughs> this woman from the Barney Shoe Department emails me. That's amazing. You're like one of her clients. I guess, but I just, the first time that she emailed me, I was a little disturbed because I was like, whoa, have I... Maybe I need to like slow it down. Yeah, like how I want to. How hard did you go at Barney's in the shoe department? Hard. I have, yeah, I guess I went really hard once. Um, what is she when she calls you? Is she like, we just got a new Alexander Wang shipment in? What is her thing? What does she think you want, or is it just whatever? Um, well, the she sent me an email in January that was like, oh hey, we have these Chanel like snow boots that you might want, which was true. I did want them. Like the, I mean, and I wasn't aware that they had them. I didn't end up buying. Look at them that. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty good customer service. Um, this is this is a customer service podcast. That's what we're doing. You can leave a review and tell us how we do. You can call the one eight hundred number in Sam Hines' bio, and leave a message. Um, Lauren Sherman uh, of Business of Fashion, um, friend of the pod out there. Um, one of the hardest working journalists in fashion, as far as I can tell, had a little spotlight on the cut. And she said about, I don't know what it was about her style. And then uh, they asked her what brand she buy, what brands she buys. And she wouldn't say because of her job, which was smart. And I respect that tremendously. But she said, it's also really chic. Yeah, it is. I mean, I'll never tell you what I buy except like on the next episode where I tell you everything I've bought or in the next 15 minutes when I do the same. Um, she said, what I can tell you is that what I do is buy the best version of the thing, which is like sort of common sense, but said in a very plain way. That is a good mantra for your spring shopping expeditions. It sounds like shopping is back. Shopping is definitely back. I think we all took a break there for a sec, but 
Well, there's the a na- there's a natural seasonal break where you're just like, damn, there's nothing. What do I got to look on Grailed now? There's nothing new out there. Well, I also think um, that people were, you know, oh, we should be buying less. Like, you know, we should be getting rid of things. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. But no. Fuck all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> now I think it's all about, like, buying a lot of stuff. Or not even buying a lot of stuff, but, like, just going to the store and, like, really, like, I mean, stores are a lot nicer now than they were five years ago. Yeah, stores like, are Like, they're good. more oriented towards our vibe, I guess is what I mean. Well, they got more, way more to compete with. Right. And they, they do, uh, they can they target vibes a whole lot better. Um, so do brands. Um, they smell good. They smell good. You get you get a lot out of it. So I um, was browsing the new releases, looking for inspiration, looking for things to talk about on here, looking for things to spend money on, and found this pretty sick pair of Fendi sandals. Fendi is like on fire for various reasons, and um, all their spring stuff is dropping. So there's this pair of Fendi, like, help me out here, strappy, technical mega sandals with like a full sole air bubble they almost don't look like sandals yeah it's they like, look a, like sneaker. a sneaker that's been yeah. cut out it's yeah. a super tech sneaker that's been sort of cut out and assembled you can see it on my on my timeline and um i you know i don't even want to say whether or not i bought these sandals but i mean you can you can guess and you'll be right but the point <laughs> the point someone was like are you joking are you joking with these crazy ridiculous silly footwear is this a joke or you really do you really think they're cool and i was just like wait is that really where we're at it's just either these are good and cool i'm buying and wearing or they're bad and ugly and not buying and wearing my question is like how do you evaluate a thing what makes a thing good to you or not and isn't there like gray area isn't there stuff that's awesome that you would never wear yeah no Wow. You go first, and we'll go point count. I think that we get too stuck in like this idea that there's like there are good things that I want to buy and wear, and then everything else is bad and ugly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's plenty of things out there that that we can appreciate, but acknowledge that they're not fitting our personal vibe at the moment. I will say that Lauren, I don't think I, that I think, happens often enough. I think that I think that uh, Lauren's point about um, buying the best version of something is good, but I also think that. I think that you sort of want to take that a little bit further. And what I like to do is buy the best, like, I'm sort of trying out this thing where I buy, like, the most over-designed version of something. So, like, the craziest, weirdest pair of, like, of like uh, carpenter pants or something. Like, I think, I think like, blue-collar cosplay is sort of over. So instead of, like, buying the actual Carhartt sort of chore pants or whatever, mm-hmm. you want to buy, like, the... Chore the, pants aren't a thing. Whatever. Uh, carpenter pants. I'm going to edit that back out. Um, <laughs> is you buy you buy That's like funny yeah. banter you know you buy like the sort of nylon uh you can't some, just like, edit weird... it out every time i try to roast you <laughs> <laughs> yes i can it's i produce the podcast i, I can do whatever i want um you know is to buy like a pair in like blue nylon with like weird stitching or something and yeah. a crazy fit you know and i think that's not necessarily the best version like the best version of carpenter pants is probably made by well Carhartt. you can, the thing about the best version is you can make a case for it in any way you want mm-hmm. i mean the best version of a thing could theoretically be the the only one that's the way that thing is i mean the yeah the the idea of there being versions of things is a really recent phenomenon i have to say like that is you know that is coming from a place where like designers are playing with and appropriating the same kinds of themes. That's true. 
Um, and so like I have actually never shopped like that. And I sometimes have wondered like, oh, is this a problem that like I don't have any like plain white T-shirts? Like I just I don't. And it's it occurs to me once in a while that I need to buy a plain white T-shirt. I'm going to get then you I'm like, like a three pack of Hanes. <laughs> I'm like, well, why would I buy that when I want to buy like a really cool gray T-shirt yeah. with like a cool design on it? Yeah. Um, and I'm not even thinking when I'm buying that T-shirt, like I'm buying a T-shirt. I don't, I don't think of like buckets in my wardrobe. Right. In that you don't way. even categorize that way. Right. I'm just everything like, is its own standalone whole object. Right. Design, and I might experience. be. Th- I mean, when I'm when I'm shopping, like I'm definitely thinking about, oh, this would look really cool with the, you know, these pants would look awesome with this sweater, or right. like, you know, like recently I bought this like hound's tooth ex girl suit and I was like it would look really crazy to wear the this suit with like hound's tooth Chanel shoes. Yeah. But, like boots, which I have. So like I'm thinking in that way, but I'm obviously not going out like it's time for me to buy a houndstooth suit. What's the one on the market? Right, that I you want? don't have a wardrobe like system or do you think that? Yeah, that's a good way to do it. I think. No, you have I think you have can sort live of, that way. You have a system in your wardrobe, right? You yeah, dress kind sort of, modularly. of. Yeah, I do. I, it's not it's not premeditated. Like I couldn't write it down for you, but there's definitely like these are the white T-shirts, and I can rank them for you, and they're like they have qualities and fits that are specific and like intentional, you know? And like, if there's a gap, then I will like seek out a thing to fill the gap. And if there's like a redundancy, then I'll have to eliminate the redundancy. But Rachel's dressing not for system, but for like silhouette. Right, or just gut. Mm-hmm. Just like, this is dope, I want Instinct. it. Instinct. <laughs> it's incredible that you don't own any white t-shirts. Why would I? I really want to say that you can, do, you can get away with that because you're a woman. Probably, yeah. I mean, but part of also the way that, like, I end up, like, layering garments in this really weird way is because I'm like, well, I don't have a button down, so I better put on, like, right. two sweaters that together make a top. <laughs> <laughs> the, the sleeve sweater and then the body sweater. Yeah. Um, Where were we? Well, I don't know. My sandals thing didn't really go anywhere, but I just um, want there to be... Uh, excitement, enthusiasm, openness, acceptance, uh, critical thinking about things that are not just the thing that's like the thing you have to buy to wear. It would be like going to MoMA and walking around and being like, oh yeah, I'm going to hang that one over my couch. And then all the other shit that you don't want to hang over your couch in your apartment sucks. But a lot of people do go to MoMA and think that. I know. It's super bizarre. And that's a thing that, uh, yeah, I think people go into a gallery and they think like, which of these am I going to hang in my apartment? Right. Which is weird. That's weird. It's not the way it works. Well, also, and I, art isn't the same. You know, clothing is functional. Art is not. Right. So. But there's also clothing is functional, but there's also good clothing and important clothing. Absolutely. Right? So yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. you know, like the things that we might pay attention to as like significant shows. Like we were all super excited about like the Virgil Vuitton show and like yeah. Kim Jones at Dior. Yeah. But like we pr- and we probably paid a lot of attention we read every single thing that was written about it you went yeah to both shows i didn't go to dior okay i had to fly home um <laughs> you had to be on an airplane i was on deadline um but did we do that with the intention of buying it no maybe we did uh, it's hard to say i mean the tie-dye leather shorts are f- fire fuego flames right. and all of it if we put our money together we might be able to get a pair 
I would, I would Sam go Sam looked at that. me like, uh, dog, I already bought three pairs. It's a done deal. I'll borrow Sam's. Just get it to size up for me, please. It's all about the, the tie-dye first scarf. I tried it on at the uh, Chrome Hearts store. Oh. $6,000. I mean, I, just, I would love to be the person who buys historically significant fashion for the purpose of archiving. Wearing and archiving? I don't know. Like purchasing it as art rather than clothing. I guess. with a, Or, yeah, maybe with a similar type of sense like like this is an important thing to have like i remember when engineer garments made their first season that used the color black this was like a couple years ago like daiki never used black and then he made an all black season if i was like a completist or a purist or if i had any integrity at all i would have bought everything in that collection and been like i own the black collection happened once never gonna happen again never happened before that or like you know comme des garçons spring 18 mm-hmm. men's best fashion collection of all time i should have bought like every piece i could the sparkly I, shorts I, in I, every color I, I own none of it i own the the 032c issue with frank ocean on the cover in the shorts that's what i got so um that's sad for me you can feel i feel really <laughs> but you bad wouldn't, but you wouldn't wear it <laughs> well that's the thing not no i don't really know i don't know if i ever would maybe i would wear the sh- those shorts i don't know i don't know i never even got to try them on <laughs> Do you ever buy things that you think a future version of yourself will wear? I definitely buy things. Th- I don't know. I don't know. I get gassed up when I try stuff on. It's typically the opposite. It's typically the future version of me doesn't really want to wear it. But in the store, I'm... What do you do when you get in the room? The dressing room? Yeah. Put it on and get out immediately. Walk around in my bare feet. I just find people and ask them how it looks. Really? Yeah. What do you think about this? Just anybody. Yeah. What do they say? Uh, Are they honest with you? First, they try to tell if I'm serious or not, and then they see that I am, and then they try to be honest, but mostly people are positive. I don't try a lot of stuff. I mean, it doesn't happen. I don't do this that often, but that is what I do. Put it on. Exit the room immediately. You can't be in that little room. It's always a small room. You're in a little box turning around in front of a mirror. No good. Get out of there. Walk around. Do some jumping jacks. (laughs) Do some burpees. And then find an associate and just catch him off guard like real quick. Like don't let him and then try to get like a gut reaction. It's really inc- uh, incredible. And then you just ignore them because who cares what they think. Right. In in uh, the United States, dressing rooms are very different than they are in Europe. Like the idea is that you're supposed to go out of the dressing room and everyone talks to you. Yeah. I think that's like, like I know when I like was recently in Paris – and I went to the Dries store and they were having their sales. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to splash out. Yeah. But the, like, again, it's a very small dressing room. And the idea is you go out and the sales associate who's helping you along with anyone else who is there yeah. is supposed to say like, that's really good. People just like form a circle around you. <laughs> right? They sort of point at you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> point out your flaws. Right. If you lose five pounds, this is going to look much better. Right. There was also a woman who had the spring lookbook so the lookbook for the things that were just starting to arrive in the store which was a that was an insane collection it was like all of these like frosted white pieces with like orange and blue mm-hmm. the women's collection mm-hmm. um and she was just going flipping through the book and she was like this look this look this look and someone yeah. was bringing her things which is a really elegant way to shop that people don't like i'm not gonna utilize flip enough. through your racks right i mean come on Touching, bring me look seventeen. That's baller. Yeah, I like I like people who sit front row at couture shows with their iPads, 
and just literally with like email like pulled a, up, a just checklist. sending, just checklist, hit send, even before the show's over on what they want. Once I was um, at Armani, I was sitting across from a mother and two daughters, and sometimes one of the daughters would start to take a photo, and if it was a dress the mother didn't like, she would sort of bat her hand. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool. I don't know. We're doing all this shopping talk. Do you guys have any re- recent purchases that you want to share? Or like things you're currently eyeing? Do you want to talk specifics? Rachel's like, how the fuck would I know? I'm not shopping right now. <laughs> well, I just I just shopped a lot when I was in Paris. Do you find that... Um, I feel like we've talked about this before on here, but I do feel... Lately, I would say I really only shop when I travel. You know, I love CHCM, but like I never get over there to see what they have. And then I kind of wait until I'm like in Europe to hit some shops I like or something. Is that weird? No. LA. But you don't, I mean, I like to go, there are certain shops that I like to go into just to see what's in and like what different stores ordered. Definitely. And how they're showing it and with what things are showing it. Yeah. You know, like I love to go into Bergdorf Goodman for that reason. Right. Um, and even if like, it's funny cause I only ever go into Bergdorf Goodman for like, you know, I have to like go to someone's engagement party and I need a yeah. new dress kind yeah. of thing yeah. or just to like browse and with no intention of buying anything. If I do casual shopping, it ends up happening at like Totokayo or like Dover street. Right. Yeah. A place that has like a, a, a density, uh, and plus a place that I'll have more surprising stuff maybe. Right. I love, it's really hard to be surprised now. Yeah. I don't know if that's because we all work at a magazine, so we well, like are so aware of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, I know, but I feel like there, like I do, kind of wish that, you know, sometimes when you travel, you you see some crazy brand that you're like, I've just never heard yeah. of this before, and yeah. that is so cool. I know, and I feel like I've had a lot of recent discoveries that have been wholly digital experiences, and that's like weirdly disappointing. Like I've gotten really into this French brand Casey Casey, which I've talked about, and there's like a Casey Casey store in Paris that I've never been to. I just like look at their stuff online in various shops and have like ordered a couple pieces. I've gotten extremely good at online shopping, which I know is a um, less virtuous thing to do, and also just like not a really great or smart way to like spend money or engage in in commerce. Mm-hmm. But I'm like. I feel like I've nailed it, like the measurements of a thing. I can look at a thing, understand how it's going to fit, understand the way it's cut, request all the measurements I need, and get pretty damn close to like getting it right. You request measurements when you're shopping online? Oh, yeah, if they're not posted, yeah. Or if they're like vague, because you can't trust it, you know? But so who I'm... are you emailing, like hello at essence.com? Yeah. What, I'm yeah, Like find the buyer. You mean you don't have a personal shopper at Essence, dude? I don't have any personal shoppers. I know people personal at places. Shoppers are I know vibe. people at. Um, well, I have a friend who works at Total Kyle, but I wouldn't ask him the measurement of a thing. I'm really into buying stuff from people that I know or like are friends with. Well, buying yeah, that's local. The, that's the goal. Farm, farm to table fashion. Didn't you buy something from Jake Gallagher? Oh, ungrailed a while ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. like four years ago. Before I knew. That's him. weird, though. Well, like, why are you buying things from your friend? Like, shouldn't they just give them to you? Mm. Well, I didn't know. I wasn't friends with him until like a year after I bought this jacket from him. 
interesting. So you were like, but, I like your when, style, but your values are questionable. But the thing about, yeah. No, the if thing it's about just Grailed, a thing on Grail, though, you don't, it's separate from the you person. Know, I didn't know who it was until. Was it a Gnome to Gare jacket? Yeah, it was a Gnome to Gare It's a rare watch, piece. Uh, very rare piece. Um, it's like a black watch wax cotton jacket. I do think if you um, bought something from a friend, though, you'd have to like, the price would have to be like something it like was a nominal really, almost. It was a really reasonable deal. But clothes are expensive. And a lot of times clothes are bought and sold, I think, with the intention of buying something else that you want. Right. You're just making room. Yeah. And thing. just like, it's all, yeah, if I sell this jacket for 200 bucks, then I can buy this shirt for 200 bucks. Maybe. I don't know. I guess other some people are just out there making money selling things and then not buying new things what's that what would that be what would that right. look like eventually Maybe you'd have you just nothing. want a pile of money under your mattress i do think that there should be an elite a grailed just for like elites like <laughs> raya what is raya is like you have raya is dating but you have to be accepted or or you have to fit a criteria you have to make enough money or be cool enough attractive enough does mm-hmm. anyone know yeah well there's ways to like game the system to get in like you can get a a cheat code from a well i think but. um lawrence i think you should uh lawrence schlossman uh, like do grailed what would it be called grailed plus or like grailed elite mm-hmm. and then it's like invite only top dogs only grailed style platinum. bosses only grailed platinum and here's a really weird idea though what if it's just trading yeah i think it could it could go it could be something like that right because you trust everyone's clean it's like you know, Eugene Tong's on there just, like, selling some, like, you know, Prada trousers. And I could just be like, yo, Huge, trade you, trade you um, these old, this old Carhartt vest for your Prada trousers. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It gets weird, but it... But it don't sh- you think that the type of people that would, that would want to do that also want to be wearing shit that, like, nobody else in the grailed elite coterie would, would have, would, like, be able to get their hands on? It's, it feels like it's a competitive group of people. Yeah, but, well, yeah, who knows? Plus, the elites don't really give a shit. They're like, yeah, wear this, and then it just, like, sits in the closet. But there are also elites who, like, there definitely is someone in the world who bought that engineered garments collection, for example. Yeah. But that person is not going to be on Grailed Plus. Well, we have to find them and invite them. Sure. Corp- it'll be the corporate lunch list, Craigslist. Cor- hmm. Should we just create a forum I'm or like a subreddit? It. Yeah, we need a for subreddit for this. All Somebody right. start a corporate lunch subreddit. I don't know how to, but um, if you're out there, you should. Yes, you were talking about Palace. You're going to um, tell her. Oh, yeah. yeah um, speaking of speaking of an amazing spring and transitional dresser, you're going to tell her. You're going to tell her, I think, is the... You're going to tell her is the, um, the icon of transitional dressing because he wears um, tiny shorts and sneakers... And then a, like a down parka. So rather than creating a head to toe transitional thing, it's just half and half. Like I'm half in summer, half in winter. And I really like that because it's not, usually we think about transitional dressing as it's about layers. So it's like, yeah. oh, you know, I'm you wearing this fleece and I could just take it off. But he's like, no, I keep it on the whole time. Yeah. No, you don't have to take anything off if your entire legs are exposed. Right. And the idea being like, well, you know, my my top is is warm so like who cares if my legs are cold yeah um you can't have it all yeah if you're not familiar with jürgen teller's style uh i think you should take some time to look at it his his uh just incredible book um kim kanye and jürgen or is it called jürgen kim and kanye what is it called i think it was jürgen kim and kanye 
you know, it's it's a book of portraits of of uh, Kanye West and Kim Kardashian together, but also lots of pictures of Jurgen shooting the pictures of them. So he's sort of like the third in their uh, in their relationship. But he is a very consistent style move. He's got great legs, the legs of a man who's been playing soccer since he was six, every day. Um, speaking of unlikely slash um, unorthodox style icons, Will Oldham. Bonnie Prince Billy, Palace Music. A lot of people maybe don't know that the brand Palace is named after Palace Music. Will Oldham is a sort of country folk indie uh, musician who has a big, really sick feature in the holiday issue of GQ Style. The great shoot by... Uh, with a great shoot by Michael Schmeling. Oh, Michael Schmeling. And a nice piece by Alex Papadimus. An amazing shoot by... Our friend, the photographer, Schmeling and Papadimus on the Styled words. by Mobilagi. Amazing style. Anyway, that's all to say. We went down there to his house, shot an amazing fashion editorial, and uh, lo and behold, Palace's spring lookbook stars Will Oldham alongside in, some of their skaters. He's in Dansko clocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. wearing Danskos in one of the shots. With Palace red Palace socks and like a Palace windsuit. Congrats, congrats to Lev, uh, the... Uh, who I know is a long time, or I've heard is a long time fan. Well, I don't. I don't think anyone really fully knows the story of Palace. Palace Wayward Boys Choir, I think initially was like a skate, a London skate crew. Uh, it became a brand called Palace, and I believe the name came from the fact that many of them, including Lev, who kind of runs the company now, um, was obsessed with Will Oldham. And and Palace Music and Palace Brothers and and the various the Bonnie Prince Billy and all the iterations that Will Oldham has played music under. Early on, there was a Palace T with Will Oldham's face on it, so it was, it's been teased and and anyone who knew could kind of put the pieces together. I think because that's like a very specific thing. And then we started to catch wind, or, or I had heard from some people. I don't know how common it, how commonly this is known, but that that Lev is a huge Will Oldham fan. The brand is absolutely named after uh one of his music projects and that's all been confirmed by their spring lookbook which stars none other than will oldham alongside like lucian and a bunch of their skaters i believe they went to um to louisville i think louisville where he lives where we shot him and shot a lookbook in his house uh where we shot him also but where's the wig store somewhere in louisville really cool <laughs> i liked that they like they just put the hats on the mannequin heads yeah um man i'm not familiar enough with wig stores to have any comment on that <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even see it they put palace hats on the wig that's what you're on saying the, on the head oh. with the wig i only saw a couple of the will Oldham photos i mean he's a burly looking guy it's so great because he's just like He's a total character. He's also an actor. He's sort of mysterious, quiet, low-key. It's rare to see him do things, but it's insanely cool that that he's participating both with us and with Palace. I wonder if Will Oldham skates. That's a great question. I would love to skate with Will Oldham. Those dance goes look pretty worn. Man, skating in dance goes would be extremely dangerous. I don't know how anyone wears dance goes anyway without just rolling an ankle, but... I like to, you know, I like a flat, sturdy footwear. Do you wear dance goes? No, but a lot of my friends do. I mean, I think are they're, they chefs? I think they're yeah. Are skiers like um, belt like 
Bavarian. They're all ski- freelance writers who work from home. <laughs> <laughs> they're not Bavarian ski racers. No, but I think they're. I think that it's the kind of thing where when you get your foot in it, it's totally different from what it looks like. Good point. I'll try them on. I've never tried a pair on. I would like to. I don't know how I feel. Yeah, I would like a couple inches on my height. Does it do that? Yeah. Did you see the photos of Chris Black in the dance? Class? No, those were great. Recent. <laughs> He was on. He did the, it for Grail. He or something, did it for right? Grail, yeah. and and it was amazing. Oh, All the, the commenters, the commenters were like, were so what the fuck "Oh, that's is wrong right." With I remember. You. Yeah, I do. I do remember this. I do remember this. Needles has a really, really good clog collab with this like Swedish company, and it's actually wooden clogs. Yeah, those are crazy. with like, sort of leather top and uh, like little chains and like horse bits and stuff. I feel like the dance goes are a little more wearable than that, but but I think you should. If you're gonna wear a clog, you should go all the way and wear a wooden clog. A this full, is kind of wood. Carved, like yeah. yes, this is the wood version upper? of shopping that you're talking about, where it's like I want the most advanced. I don't want the best, mm-hmm. you know, original version. I want the most out there and advanced version. Exactly. The Prada Blundstone of clogs, if you will. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. The Prada Blundstones. That's one for the ages. I hope they keep making them. Um, Do we have anything else we need to talk about? Probably not. I yeah. mean, this was this was um, the shopping and customer service episode, episode forty-eight. My goal is to be an unorthodox style icon. You're not, not outside of the. Well, you uh, you famous. just like you're not outside of the uh, universe enough to be an unorthodox style icon. Right. One day I will have to truly distance myself from all this. I will. Um, you know, swear off corporate lunch and all of my associations with you people and everyone else. And I will, but I will still let myself occasionally be documented in my fits. And then you think I could rise to that status? Absolutely. I'll need a whole other occupation. But people will say like, oh yeah, like Noah, he used to work at GQ. And it's like, <laughs> you just disappeared. And like, and now once he's in a, a while, clog maker upstate. Yeah, once in a while we see him in Greenpoint coming out of the woods and you're like there are no woods in it's like, shut up he's crazy climbing down from a water tower in clogs and short shorts and a down park and no shirt underneath i really do wonder sometimes when we're going to run out of unorthodox style icons though yeah you know? i think like, that- i feel like frank ocean saved us by unlocking his like we all knew that frank ocean was the style god but yeah. he really saved the the like kind of corners of the internet when he unlocked his finstagram yeah because now what we have like an actual new there's like new style energy for everyone to obsess over right it does feel like the unorthodox style icons do i mean they just get they just cycle over they just churn they what am i trying to say they kind of come and go and yes. they never quite feel right but there i don't know there's something nice about rediscovery we're working on some of that in GQ we have a a column called Hall of Fame that will hopefully we did James Baldwin and then we have uh well that was the first one we have more coming Rachel wrote an epic one that's coming that's going to blow minds can't tell you who it's about but i'm sure you could guess if you know Rachel if you DM Sam Hine, he will uh, give you the first initial of the first name and send you a sticker. DM, you got to Venmo me for that. <laughs> <laughs> or pay, I take PayPal. Uh, too. You can sign up for our Patreon. Just kidding. We don't. We get paid to do this. Um, man, I don't know. I wanted to talk about Jill Sander. I want to talk about Cees Marjan. I want to talk about Marnie. I want to talk about Lemare. I want to talk about Cav Empt and Perks and Mini. 
Margaret Howell. Should we do that next episode? Yeah. That was a teaser. Um, I'm declaring a national emergency. This is, it's now time for 13 Vibes. 13. On episode 48 of Corporate Lunch, thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining joining me. I'm Noah Johnson with Rachel Seville, Tashjian, and Samuel Hine Productions. What's your middle name? <laughs> we don't have to do that. My so middle name is Nibor. <laughs> Shut up, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> um, means new farmer in Dutch. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, first vibe. All right. Uh, mine is sweater around the neck. All right. Which sounds really old school, but the what I would refer to as the skater bow, although there's some disagreement about what constitutes the official skater bow, but the, <laughs> the sweater, one sleeve over the shoulder, one under the arm, tied in the front of the chest. Like, that's, like, now everywhere. That's the skater tie. Yeah. Do you see non-skaters doing that? Yes. If I ever well, see a non-skater doing that, I'm going to I've seen some tear fa- it off. I've seen some fashion bloggers doing it. And um, that's kind of like what Sakai does also. Oh, really? Yeah. Eight on runways? Yeah. I'm fine. But with they that. do the, the the garment is constructed like that. Sakai's dope. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. It's kind of wild. But anyways, now th- that I think is jumped to the shark. Yeah. And now it's all about like a loose tie around the shoulders. Right. You could even if you were really so advanced, you could tie you could wrap the sleeves of your sweater around your neck as if it were a scarf while you're wearing another sweater. Yeah, I dig it when they're when you're already wearing a sweater, and then your other sweater is just a, a accessory. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to make it look less like country club or whatever. Yeah. If that's if you want to avoid that, people say prep is back. I don't really know what but that means. But you have to tie it. You can't leave the sleeves loose. You can't have dangly sleeves. No. That could get caught in a wood chipper. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, what do you got? Um, my vibe. I saw a good collection this week. Uh, Lorod. How do you um, spell that? L O R O D. Um, it's an emerging line designed by Lauren Rodriguez, who's a young, I think, Parsons grad. Hence the I name. think she's a RISD grad, actually. Okay. She's a graduate of a, she's a graduate higher of, education yeah. institution. But she went to art, art school. school. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been a women's wear line um, since its inception, but she's dipping her toes into menswear. And the first men's collection is really good. What's in it? Um, colorful trousers in mustard and some pink color that I can't properly describe. Sort like of like like pink? salmon that's been yeah. left in the in the sort of deli for too long. Um, but it's like a nice it's a nice version of that. I've seen a um, lot of pink trousers. We just shot yeah. a really good pair of Gucci. They're sort of in between pink and red. Silk pink trousers. Um, but the trouser fits are really nice. They're not they're not super wide, and I feel like a lot of people have been going wide just as like a. You know they're taking the trend to the max, but it's how it's, to signify that you are. Uh, but they're like fashion. they're the perfect sort of medium between slim and wide, which is actually extremely hard to find. Peep um, Lorod, let's made, do a story with her. All made in America. Did you get to chat with her? Uh, yeah. Have we made contact? Mm-hmm. She's cool. I'm looking forward um, to that. Is some that is some you know supporting the homies local farm to table dressing shit. So, um, Lorod is vibe. Speaking of pants and their widths my next vibe is mark jacobs's last couple fits wow um (laughs) 
So the the one that really stands out, he's in a white button down, tucked in to a pair of trousers that I just can't even describe. They look they're like structural. They look like they're made of like a really thick moleskin or something like this. Yeah. And then he's wearing a pair of white on white on white triple S's, which, as we've discussed, Mark Jacobs is a fan of fashion. He uh, he he walks the walk. He doesn't just talk the talk like we do. He's out there in his triple S's, crispy white, white on white on white. But the the trouser is just. Um, can anyone? Can you guys help me out here and tell me what's going on with the pants? They look like massively oversized dickies. Right. Like they have that sort of sheen to them. Yeah. That you get from like a brand spanking pair of new dickies, but they're not they're not creased. Yeah, and and they, they sit like really mid waist. Yeah. Kind of like a you know, if you were thinking about like a country doctor from the <laughs> depression era, that is how the pants They have an old timey vibe to them. And are, they kind of pull I'm, they pull nicely around the triple S's as well. I mean like they make the they're so large they make the triple S's look like Stan Smith's. They're truly cool. incredible. And um, he's a, he's an advanced groomer for sure. Oh yeah, he yeah, is yeah. getting a facial I think he every day, and his far. his beard is perfect. Yeah, he he can he can do like a borderline tech beard. But there's another shot of him getting out of a Bentley with a giant McDonald's cup, and he's also in an advanced fit. He seems to be wearing a weightlifting belt. Um, that's a Prada bag. You know, it it's a Prada bag. <laughs> It's a waist bag. I don't know. Is he wearing Rick Owens? There's, it's just wearing, like, yeah. I think he's wearing Rick Owens sweatpants, mm-hmm. black t-shirt, uh, an overcoat, maybe. Yeah, a hoodie, a black hoodie, a black hoodie. He's kind maybe of Rick Owens out. He's got the Stan Smiths on, um, which is great. I mean, anyone who um, ever wears Stan Smiths needs to uh, pay respects to the God Mark Jacobs for for basically making that happen. But it's really about the the pant in this. These giant paneled, um, I need more information about them. If you or anyone you know uh, has information about the whereabouts of Mark Jacobs' pants, please contact me. And the best part about these fits is that they were the same day. And one of them, when he's getting out of the Bentley, he's going to his show. Yeah. And the other, and the second fit with the triple S's and the large pants is his bow. taking his bow at his show. And he's carrying a bag um, when he's leaving his car, presumably carrying the pants and the triple S's, but... We'll never really know. It's just so cool when someone is a fan, and he's a fan. You yeah, know? like he's, and even you can see that in his clothing. His clothing is very like, I'm making a fashion show. Right. You know, like it's it's <laughs> very like 80s, 90s sort of like, uh, you know, what was that that Robert Altman movie about fashion? Have you guys ever seen that? No. Well, it's it's sort of it's a little weird, but. Um, there is this kind of like epic sense of theatrics about the fashion world and you can really see that in his clothes but he like really you know most designers when they come out at the end of the show are just like wearing a t-shirt yeah and like pants yeah and when you ask them like why are you not wearing your clothes they're like oh i'm like so hard at work yeah you're like well why what are you what about me i'm working hard (laughs) (laughs) yeah they yeah, that's an intentional thing a lot of designers do, which is kind of cool, but also kind of weird. I interviewed C's, I interviewed Sander Lack from C's Marjan for, for GQ, and an extended version of the interview went online this week. And I, I think uh, this part got cut, but he talked about basically one of the reasons he started designing men's, although his background was in men's, but he took C's Marjan and, and launched men's was because he said he was just wearing women the stuff from the women's line that made sense for him because he was like, it just doesn't make... 
I don't do not want to be the person that's out there not wearing the stuff I make. It doesn't make sense that he believed that he should be like he should be wearing it and showing it because he believes in it and that's like the message he wanted to send. So then he ended up eventually making men's. I mean, I it's interesting. I like almost would rather wear his men's than his like I love his women's stuff, but like yeah. the like the uh mohair tie-dye pieces that he did. Yeah the bucket had in the overcoat i was like i want to wear that it uh, it seems like a line like a really cool version of that line that's probably like the market isn't ready for is that it would be entirely unisex but i think when you're like really building a full luxury ready to wear fashion brand or whatever you want to call it that's too complicated but he also does kind of like slippery wispy dresses and that sort of thing so yeah. i think he does have a pretty like good feminine sensibility as well right. You know what? All clothes are unisex because I'd wear one of those dresses and you can wear the sweater and who's going to say anything to either of us about that? People will be like, I love what you guys are wearing. <laughs> That's what they'll say. That was my vibe. See, did I say that? Seize Marjan is a vibe. Great brand. Love it. Back it. Might even buy some this spring. I don't know. We'll see. My next vibe is hobbies. What are your hobbies? Well, okay. oh, that's not the it's, point. It's okay. Yeah, because <laughs> right, it's like you don't you don't tell people what your hobbies. When I was thinking about this this morning, I was like, well, maybe it's musical instruments. And I was like, I don't want to hear about someone playing a musical instrument. And I thought, well, that's actually the point. You know, like th there's going to be this idea of having like not secret things that you do, but things yeah. that you just don't talk about. Right. Or share. Yeah. Just have a having a complete life, maybe. Yeah. It's called having a life. Having a <laughs> complete and fulfilled life. Hobbies definitely went away. Hobbies, hobbies have taken a break for sure. Have you ever gone because everyone hobby? everything is work? That's why we all have millennial burnout. But we right. all everything is work. Hobbies all became work. What are my hobbies? Getting fat fits off. That's work. <laughs> Shopping. That's work. Roasting no, Sam Hine. That's work. Nobody like plays the clarinet anymore. Right. Yeah. yeah except like, clarinetists, really and they're working. Right. But, you know what I mean. If you're playing the clarinet, it's work. It's not a hobby. Um, so, oh, Sam, you can have a vibe. Um, Please present us with the next vibe. My vibe is sending emails, but only writing in the subject line, not the body of the email. <laughs> I was recently forwarded an email, and the, subject, uh. and, the, and the subject line had like 200 words in it, and that was just the email. It was amazing. Wow. It's a, it's a, um, it's a kind of flex. It's a mm -hmm. version of a It's a huge flex because like old people do it uh, yeah. who don't know how to use email. And some of them also t like happen to be the bosses and you know, you just send people things that say like urgent, yeah. with like a photo and the body. That's cool too. The subject, the subject line body, let's call it the subject body <laughs> is also a little passive aggressive. Cause it's kind of like. I don't have like you're not gonna read the body of this email. Just like read the subject. I sometimes will do something in between where I'll do half of the message yeah, in yeah. the subject and, and the other the, half. Yeah. Start a sentence. So subject yeah. line is check your and the body is slack. <laughs> right. Uh um I don't know about email, you know, inbox zero, like that's not the answer. Email bankruptcy isn't the answer. Replying to emails seems just nearly impossible. Just super whack. What's the point of it? <sighs> I think it's like all about just calling the person or standing up and walking over there being like, yeah. check your email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like we used to have it all so under control, you know? And now it's a little, 
were too like multi-platform. Anyway, the next vibe is iridescence. Now tell us what's the difference between iridescence oh, and don't hologram. Ask me. Don't ask me follow-up questions. <laughs> I don't know how to just. I don't know what a hologram is. As far as I'm concerned, it's mag. It's voodoo magic. Is um, iridescence glitter? No, 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 no. I- iridescence is like oil Are you slick. Sure? Right. Okay, so it has more of a gray tone to it, but like more rainbow. Rainbow. Yeah. Iridescence is is like a rainbow effect that changes as your perspective changes. So if you shift or the object shifts, you see movement of of color or you see gradations. I'm just winging it right now. I don't know. Hologram is like, I don't know what a hologram is. It's plastic magic. What was the giant thing Virgil put on the Vuitton store? Is that a hologram? I think that was a a hologram. A massive hologram? Yeah. Iridescence I like because it can be really subtle. Um, shout out shout out to GQ Deputy Style Editor Sam Shuby. He pointed out to me, Engineer Garments has this khaki suit this season. That's like a cotton khaki suit that's iridescent. It just has this like subtle rainbow effect that is just barely imperceptible, but just gives it that little kind of like, fuck you, I'm serious about this khaki suit thing. Um what else is iridescent? I don't know yet, but Cesar Marjan does a lot of things that I think I would call iridescent. iridescent. I think a hologram employs iridescent and other types of um, visual tactics to create a three, like an a, illusion, a three D, the illusion of a three dimensional image. I suppose maybe it is iridescent. I don't know. You just fucked me up with that question. I'm sorry. Let's take a break. We got more vibes. Um, men's hair accessories. Like what are we talking about here? Because I we we are Sam and I are both men with. You're talking to two hair situations. Male hair experts. Here. Yeah, barrettes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm doing yoga and my hair's in my face. I need a barrette. Yep. Or like getting up, getting ready to go to work, and I need a barrette. Bar- barrette. Is that how you say that word? Barrette. I don't think you would use a I'm barrette. I'm having one of those like, road. Road. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, carry on. Um, Barrettes, pearls, which was a vibe from last week, but I think the pearls are moving into the hair. How do you do do pearl? Is it a pearl barrette? On it, yeah. It could be on it, or it could be on a bobby pin. Do you you own a hot glue gun? Yeah, it's my (laughs) hobby. (laughs) You're like hot gluing fake pearls on the barrettes. All right. I mean... If Sam Everyone walked in with Rachel's a Etsy with store. a pearl barrette, I mean, I don't. Yeah. All right, hair hair to come. Sam has a big hair story coming out. I every day of my life is a big hair story. It's a big fit story. Um, Rachel's pushing for barrettes. I'm fine with that. I've got no problem. Don't see myself wearing one just yet. But Rachel is weirdly prophetic. Uh, in all things. But especially with I could see you with a butterfly clip too. Butterflies are dope, and I really want a butterfly gold chain. Yeah, needles makes a sick one. Butterflies are a vibe, big time. Sam, give us another vibe. Um, I mentioned this before, but personal shoppers. Yeah, don't shop without one. You have a demonic look in your. (laughs) (laughs) I I think Sam is. I love. I love. Corresponding with my personal essence shopper, a real luxury. Getting things put on hold. Right, you you need someone exact measurements. You need someone. You need someone in your corner. You know, like the 
the world of, of fashion shopping and retail is is wild and can be hard to navigate. I don't I just don't trust anyone. You don't go shopping with your friends? No one knows my body like me. <laughs> Do you have to send your personal shopper nudes so they can really understand? Yeah, full breakdown of what all the measurements. Yeah, like yeah. what do we really 3D body scan. Yeah. Um, that I would be in favor of. That would be cool. Maybe it's just AI. I think they just have like a mannequin of me at Essence now and they just put clothes oh my God. on. All right. Um I don't go shopping with Actually no, I do go sh- I went shopping with friends last weekend for the first time in a long time. Did they think you were psychotic? No, they were psychotic. Oh really? My two friends they're 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 large adult sons and brothers and they shared a they shared a um a dressing room at opening ceremony and we're like and they're like trying on clothes together and giggling the whole time and it was actually really funny. Wow. That's nice. And cute. <laughs> I think sharing dressing rooms is cool. I back that. Just yeah. share it with you your know. homies and you can get some like instant feedback. Right. And also like, oh, this is not great for me, but for you it could be Yeah. That but looks great on you on? as you're putting it on. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, about sharing dressing rooms. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about shopping with your friends? Um yeah, I love it, but no one wants to shop with me. You should only go shopping Jane with people. Jane won't even that you'd be my my domestic sharing. partner won't even shop with me. Why not? Because I'm a psychopath. <laughs> um I'm going to do some counter programming cuz the last few vibes have been a little challenging for me and maybe for some of um our listeners. So the next and final vibe, unless someone wants to contest that, is is um, simply terry cloth shorts. Just like a soft, easy, relaxed, in like a faded color, uh, a little oversized, you know, drawstring, a couple kind of like those saggy little pockets. I just think it's like an ultimate, like chilled out, like re- it's kind of like a retiree, part of the retiree uniform. Do you do Japanese house slippers with them? I, um, yeah, I would. Some type of house slipper. I mean, um, I personally wear some, wear, have been wearing Halflingers at home, which is a German cork-soled wool slipper. So, Japanese house slippers. I like to have a little support. You know, I'm up on my feet, I'm doing the dishes, folding the clothes, carrying a baby around. I, I, like, I like a little arch support in my house shoe. Um, so, so, take that and shove it. This is episode 48 of Corporate Lunch. We are the GQ Style podcast. We're just we're just three folks here in the corporate content tower doing our best. Sam Hine Productions, Rachel Seville Tashian, thanks for doing this with me. We'll be back next week. Bye. Right.